Welcome, Savvy Seeker, to the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast. This is your audio oasis and paranormal portal. You can experience legendary guests, thought-provoking tarot readings, astonishing astrological forecasts, and exposure to ideas intent on igniting your unlimited inspiration. Subscribe today to keep your fire burning. One last thing, you are encouraged to reach out and ask questions. Become a part of the show. Now please enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome back everybody. We have with us as always Stephanie Gaboni. Stephanie, what's up? Hey Ross, I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing moderately reasonably okay. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> um so we are doing the Fool's Guide to Tarot. In case you didn't know, now you know. Um, and that is where we go through all of the tarot cards in the Major Arcana and their corresponding minors sequentially um, and discuss kind of what the cards represent to us and maybe throw in a little bit of our own personal anecdotes in there to help illustrate the illustrations further and kind of explain the symbolism. Um, anything that you want to add to that, Stephanie? Ross, I think you did a killer job. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so thank you everybody for joining us. Um, been doing this for a while now. We actually completed last week uh, the minors as far as ace through 10 um, in the Wheel of Fortune. And this week we're going to be focusing on justice and we're gonna get into the court cards and do the pages. Very, very cool. Um, let's do a quick recap, if you don't mind, on Wheel of Fortune and the miners associated with that. Sure, Ross. So we talked about the Wheel of Fortune being basically the wheel of life spinning. Sometimes you're at the top, sometimes you find yourself at the bottom. It's the double of two of, of five, so it's the contraction and the expansion. Hmm. Really the change. So in the Ten of Swords, we talked about the change of letting go of your stories and painful thoughts that you've told yourself and moving on to a new story. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ten of Wands is about setting down and releasing the burdens that you've been hanging on to, trying to do everything um, or forcing things to work that maybe aren't or just showing yourself that you were able to handle the pressure so now you're ready to take things to the next level hmm. uh, the ten of pentacles we talked about being the the culmination of what you're looking to experience in the material realm so whether that for you it was building a solid foundation within a community for me, it was about buying a home. So for everybody, their idea of stability is different. Um, but this is working towards that stability. And also once you get to this like culmination, it's okay to expand. Mm -hmm. And then the 10 of cups being the culmination of an emotional experience. So whatever love and family and friendship, whatever that looks like for you, being able to experience the contractions and expansions of our relationships to find healthy ones and sometimes to leave them. 
I like that a lot. Um, one thing that came up for me real quick, when you mentioned the Wheel of Fortune, you said uh, sometimes you're at the top, sometimes you're on the bottom. It made me think of a saying that my grandma says sometimes, which is sometimes you get the elevator, sometimes you get the shaft. <laughs> it's a super cool saying. Um, Thank you, Grandma. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Uh, so moving forward into justice, we had also talked about this when we did strength because in some decks, justice and strength are switched around. Um, so if you use strength in the position of 11 and you haven't listened to episode eight yet, now would be the time to do so and just supplement everything else. Um, I'm curious though, this, this is a, a question that I have before we get into justice, how would strength relate to these pages? So I believe that, so the important thing about court cards in general mm -hmm. is they have been through the lessons of the ace through 10 and now they, so they have a higher wisdom mm -hmm. and enough of a foundation of their element to add a second element. Let me ask you this then. Um, would you say that pages are kind of people that have mastered stuff and are taking on that beginner's mind? So the strength would be kind of like the, the strength of their experience being that foundation? That's absolutely one way you could look at it. Um, I believe that my key word for the pages is potential. Okay. I think that a lot of people, if you're looking at yourself as the page, I would look at yourself as the novice and not understanding or coming into the understanding of your power and your potential. And hmm. that could take strength mm -hmm. to expand in ways that previously you wouldn't have. There's a lot of risk taking in the pages. Hmm. And um, kind of coming at things with like a beginner's wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know a lot, but you're trying something new. Emptying your cup so you can maybe see things in a different light. Right. Hmm. I like it. Okay, now getting into the uh, the sequential order that we have it in, which would be justice. What, first off, let's give them the numerology of justice. What does that represent to you? So the 11, 11 is a master number. Um, 11 is really opening up to the gifts of the universe. Um, in, you have the one, which is the individual, but you have it, you have it double kind of like the high priestess columns. Um, I feel like there's a lot of balance in that. And justice, it represents Libra in astrology. And Libra's constantly seeking balance between hmm. opposing forces. And that's why on the Smith-Waite, uh, Ryder Smith-Waite, they have the balance scale there, correct? Yeah. Um, also, the thing I want to add is, so you had mentioned the, the twin pillars of the uh, high priestess. How does this relate to the high priestess more? So there's the two pillars on this card as well, which I hadn't noticed previously. But 
this card is directly related to the high priestess and the numerology as well because the two ones make the two um i guess looking at this card now too um they're both kind of in that seated seated position so there's actually a lot of similarities to this card that that i never noticed how does the high priestess correlate to justice well the high priestess is about getting in touch with your inner knowing mm -hmm. And the high priestess is about, um, oh, where, now my train of thought went out the window. It's about receptivity, right? It's about receptivity, but it's, um, it's about duality. Hmm. The twos are really about duality and choice and tuning into your inner wisdom to find those answers and to make those choices. Whereas with justice, those choices aren't based on your inner guidance. They're based on the universal, the universe writing itself, like divine law. Let me ask you this too. So part of this justice is you not having to take it out, like looking at it in, in a karmic sense, being the high priestess of being receptive to the universe balancing itself out and just being like, universe will sort this out. I just have to show up and do the right thing. Exactly. Um, one other thing that I want to ask about this. Are you familiar with, I want to say it's the Wiccan read. I, I might be saying it wrong, but it's like the law of three, essentially. Do you see justice correlating to the law of three in the sense that whatever you do comes back to you threefold in some capacity, whether it be good or bad? Yeah, I definitely th agree with that. I think that's part of divine law is what you put out comes back. So there's a lot of stuff packed in that card then. Exactly. Which is why I like it as 11 instead of eight. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that it, it's, it's a deeper card than maybe we give it credit for, but it's a card where there's a lot of karma and a lot of balance and a lot of um, reaping what you sow. And you don't, like you said, you don't have to strong arm in this card. Yeah, it's like justice is baked into the system. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really comes up looking at the color of it too is the red of his of the robe being in front of the yellow. So it's kind of saying that the material world again will solve everything before the yellow which is in the background before sense has to, self has to solve everything so like looking at the color and the positioning of everything it just kind of furthers says that the world material world kind of has it, it all sorted out you don't have to do anything just chill out <laughs> things will sort themselves out um what I mean, is oops, go ahead i'm sorry oh no i was just going to add that um, a lot of people think that whatever whatever is delivered, whatever news or outcome is delivered to them is final say. Hmm. But the the balance of the universe is like forever being weighed, and so something might seem unfair. But I think that if that's the case, then it's and this card comes up. It's it's a reminder to you or maybe a validation that like things are, are, are in the process of writing themselves. Mm. 
I like how you put that uh, that like sidebar of the, everybody kind of wants thinks that in the moment things are at their final say. And I know that in my personal life, oftentimes when things happen, I accept that as the final answer and that I make choices off of that, which can actually come back and bite me in the ass. So it's important to understand that like all of this is a process and not to connect yourself to any particular outcome and just see what comes of it and just move on despite everything else and let it all sort itself out. Right. I think that a lot of times things happen and and we feel very rocked by it and we don't understand it. And it's, you know, part of divine timing. Hmm. Something better will come on the other side of it. Um, there was, I rented, when I moved to New York, I rented a room from a woman and she was very manipulative and she treated me very poorly. And in the end, she had me sign something that I, it's my fault. I didn't read it properly. And she was able to take a very large sum of money from me, even though she had done bad things to me. And there was nothing I could do. And I was really upset. And I asked an attorney and there was nothing that I could do. And so I had to sit there and sit back and say, okay, this happened for a reason. Maybe, maybe I owed her that money from a past life, you know? I can't be mad at it because money is, is energy and that money needed to leave me. So I can't be attached to it because it's already gone and something, something will come around kind of like the wheel of fortune, but everything will balance itself. So trying to find the positive in those experiences, like I actually did learn a lot hmm. from her on how to do things and not do things. So I don't regret the experience or hold on to the anger. Hmm. I think that's a very important lesson too. Sometimes difficult things come up. So it teaches you ways not to be and how to deal with how to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Have more attention going forward and kind of know who you want to be and who you don't want to be. And we, like we had said in our last episode, sometimes you need to go through these experiences that don't seem to make any sense in order to learn how to improve yourself on your path. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. fond of saying uh, you need shit and storms for things to grow. So. <laughs> Definitely. I, I like to say you fail forward. Hmm. You know? I agree with that. Absolutely. Failure is a big part of success, more so than people want to admit. Exactly. So I think when justice comes up, I think it's in part, it's important to realize that just because you've had some failures doesn't mean that you are failing. It mm. is part of your success. So I really like your card on, on the one side of the scale, you have the sun on the other side, the moon, correct? Yeah. The sun um, and the brain and then the moon and the heart. Mm. You want to elaborate on that more? Um, so the sun is like our, our ego and what we achieve outwardly. And the moon is our feelings and our receptive quality. So having that balance of inner and outer, hmm. what our brain thinks and what our heart feels are not always aligned. Say so it again. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> so in justice, we're looking for the balance between being over emotional and letting our minds spin out of control hmm. to find balance and harmony. I'm glad you use the word harmony because one of the things that I've really found in my personal journey, and I'm sure that other people out there listening can relate, is uh, really attempting to find balance personally will make you fucking miserable. Um, at least it's made me miserable trying to find balance, but trying to find harmony, which is the individual pieces of my life, maybe not necessarily being equally balanced, but they come together to make this uh, beautiful, beautiful song of my life. That's so much more attainable and like logical to find the, the harmony in life rather than being like, this all has to be equal. I have to give everything equal time. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and that's the thing is, balance and equality are not the same thing. Hmm. I'm curious about your opinion on this. This is something I did an episode on my podcast uh, uh, probably over a year or two years ago where I talked about balance being bullshit. But I say that like in it, balance is sustained harmony. How do you feel about that? Balance is sustained harmony. Like over the period of your life, you can see balance um, in everything that you do and maybe see it work out more so. But harmony is like that moment to moment, minute to minute experience over time, which builds balance. I, I can agree with that. I think that balance is, it's almost an intimidating word because you think about balance having to be even. Mm -hmm. So I, I need to give this person this amount of time and this person this amount of time and my job this amount of time and put my effort here and make it all equal. But harmony is maybe giving a little bit of energy towards this and more energy towards that. Yeah, harmony is more dynamic. Um, balance is more static and that makes it, I, I want to say the words untenable. Um, it's really not a very pleasant place to be in. I, I read something in one of my, um, I read like four daily meditation books on a relatively regular basis. And they talked about being, the, the issue with balance being is, it can be thrown off by like a hair's breadth or, or like something like that. So only masters can really achieve it. But if you try to achieve balance, you're constantly going to be going in imbalance. So by not focusing on it and living your life, attend, eventually you like attain that state, which I think is super, super um, insightful. I, and it goes, no, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, please. No. <laughs> Um, I was just going to give like an old example. Um, I was a hairdresser for almost 10 years and it would always blow my mind that people treated cutting hair like it was something that could be cut evenly hmm. because you've got millions of hairs growing out of a, uh, a round and not even a perfectly round so everything's going to be different so the important part isn't looking for everything to be perfectly even people would like put their hair and it's like no you're looking for visual balance mm -hmm. 
and harmony within and this is the same thing with when you're when you're making art when you're painting or drawing things don't have to be perfectly to the line precise but it just has to have an overall balance to it it has to flow mm -hmm. yeah the harmony of it is like how all the individual pieces relate to one another more so than everything else and i think that that is super important because if all art was always balanced and if everything was balanced all the time there'd be no movement and that's what life is is movement and everything would be fucking drab and it'd be like 1984. <laughs> like, i gotta get off my soapbox harmony god damn it harmony in justice, we are seeking harmony and trusting that the universe knows how to balance itself and works on our behalf, even mm. if it doesn't make sense to our human minds. Yeah, I, I like that um, definition of it. You know, like back to my example with the woman that took all my money and treated me like garbage, forgiving her and moving on from it felt way more harmonious than holding on to the anger about it and trying to seek redemption and justice of my own kind. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? The universe is going to bless me in a different way. And the universe might punish her in a different way. I don't need to be in charge of that. Our contract is complete. Mm -hmm. Forgiving her and forgiving myself, I, you know, I'm lighter and I don't have to. I don't have to worry about that. I think that's like the the good end cap for that too is just letting yourself be free of it, enlightening your own load. Yes. Um. So I think that we've hit all the key points of justice and everything like that. Um, and you had explained the pages as kind of being like um potential yes so which potential do you want to start with um why don't we start with uh the page of pentacles okay but let me just start out if you don't mind oh i mind no i'm just joking i don't know why i'm being difficult <laughs> that's fine um so all of the pages Obviously, there's the four suits, but pages themselves are all represented by the earth element. Hmm. So the double element of page of pentacles is earth of earth. Okay, so it's like double grounded. Yes. So maybe before we go into the individual cards, I would just like to say a little bit about court cards in general. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like people get really tripped up about them because they think that it's an energy that's represented by a different person. And sometimes it could be a different person, but a lot of times, especially with tarot, we're, we're reading our own energy. I, you know, I can, I can pick up things of other people and what's outside of myself, but I really can't, it's a lot of times with whoever you're you're with you're reading their own energy and a lot of times the messages are about their relationship with themselves so 
um, in the Moon Void Tarot, there are no people in the court cards whatsoever. It's the focus is on the double elements and what mm. the combination of those elements means. That way you never get, you'll always know that all of the pages are all earth plus their element, plus whatever suit. And all of the knights are air plus their suit. All of the queens are water plus whatever suit. And all of the kings are fire plus their suit. Some people interchange knights as fire and kings as air. But I read them as the knights are their bringers of things. And I feel like traveling by air makes more sense than a king transforms by fire. Hmm. But that's for another day. But just so just so we're on the same page of this is how I personally read court cards. So I'm oh, very like excited to talk about your interpretation of court cards. Um, to be completely honest, I've only ever really viewed them in a very simplistic uh, way of just kind of being the pages being like a fresh approach to everything. And although I've maybe had some base understanding of them being double, like when you brought it up, I had completely forgotten about that. So, so uh, yeah, I'm curious to kind of dive into that with that knowledge. Like even looking at the cards now, understanding that they kind of all tie into earth and then seeing the earth in all of the uh, Ryder Smith weight. And then also the color of red or some like close enough facsimile of red in all of the cards, which is again, like root chakra and earth element. Um, it's kind of cool to see that. So that being said, let's see the Moon Void Tarot page of pentacles, if you would be so kind. So in the Moon Void Tarot, all of the pages have a literal page on them. They're all open books. Hmm. I see are, what you did there. Yeah, beginning of a new story. So, and that ties back into what I had mentioned before about the potential and coming from a grounded place and a little bit of um, uh, like risk-taking, like excited, like there's an excitement there to do something new, but there's also that, ooh, am I ready for this? Like mm. they're not comfortable with their power just yet, even though they've mastered all of the lessons of ACE through 10, it's that level up, you know, after the, after the, the tens, the cycle is complete. They've taken all those lessons and they're ready to transform, but mm. they're very cautious about it. And that's, I think that's how we all are when we try something new with the page of pentacles, for example, earth of earth, you're trying a new endeavor in the material realm. Yeah, I really like that. Um, it's interesting. I like your version of the card. Can you hold it up one more time? Sure. So I like how you have the uh, two air signs, the crystals as well, um, which are definitely something from the earth that can really help kind of, I don't want to say help your spirituality, but um, maybe give you a focal point for some of it. Um, and then the the sage as a way of like, cleaning out the material space, kind of adding that level of clarity that you need for potential to flourish. And that's one of the things that I actually notice in the uh, 
Ryder Smith weight is there's that openness and clarity of the landscape where they can kind of create whatever they want. And then you have the yellow um, navel chakra sense of self, having the sense of self to begin to take action to fill that space up. And then there's all of the green in the card, which is like having the heart to actually try to fill that, fill that up with something. Um, and one of the things, and this is more philosophical waxing <laughs> than anything else, but I almost wonder if part of um, the process really is kind of having that uncertainty about everything. Because if you've gone through all the prerequisite steps to become a person of knowledge or to have some knowledge, I feel like the reasonable thing to do is to have some doubt. Because I find that optimism can be um, really blinding and intoxicating in a foolish way. And it's reasonable to approach situations with um, I don't want to say fear, but some kind, some level of caution. Um, how do you feel about that? I agree with you. I think that the excitement in the pages comes from the suit and the caution comes from the page being earth. Hmm. So there's that double um, conflict of do I do I make the leap or do I hold myself back? Hmm. I have a question too now. Also, I'm understanding that these are like the eleventh card, and although it's a different in some regard, do you see the high priestess energy of somewhat in the page being somewhat receptive and sitting there with these ideas and before moving forward? Because they're not really action. Action comes in the next one. This is more so about looking at the potential of everything, right? Well, I think that there's the the potential, but I feel like there is the initial action in this. Okay. It's okay to tell me I'm wrong. Show's over. No. No. <laughs> I'm just I'm joking. I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I just I think that <laughs> I think that they've they've taken the first step despite their fear. Okay. And if you're reading for somebody and they haven't taken the first step or they don't think that they've taken the first step, sometimes admitting that you want something more and you want to try something new is the first step. Hmm. Let me say this so I can try to maintain being right, but also not saying that you're wrong. Is the first step still more one of, of thought than actual action? Where the first step is having the idea and then bringing it into fruition in the next one. You can tell me I'm wrong again. I'll just cry myself to sleep later. <laughs> I mean I don't know I think that especially with earth element you think about manifestation mm -hmm. and bringing things to fruition and, and bringing things up and out and sometimes the thought is is the catalyst because okay so we're in agreement in some regard in some regard I think that having um i think that it might be unconscious that the thought is the step okay so it just depends on how you want to look at it i've been capone by the best capone <laughs> <laughs> i submit <laughs> um no i i like that a lot so this is kind of the page of pentacles really is kind of about manifesting and, and planting that seed 
and like in, in another way as well. Uh, okay. Is there anything else that you want to add to the Page of Pentacles? Nope. <laughs> uh, which one do you want to move on to next? Uh, let's do Page of Swords. Okie dokie. So Page of Swords is Earth of Air. I like it. You have incense burning in your card. Very cool. Yeah, I have I have some Ross looking incense burning. It's very Rossy. It's very Ross, so it's totally for you. Um, <laughs> I think that air being about communication and thoughts. I think and um, and the page being cautious. I think it's about opening up to ideas and new ways of thinking hmm. and if you have an idea for something to even if you're not comfortable speaking up about it that it's you're grounded in your thought concept and if you don't bring it up then you're never gonna grow it hmm. yeah i agree with that completely um yeah, it really is kind of about having rational, rational thoughts and using your mind rationally, but still kind of having your head up in the air, which on some levels, it's one of the, one of the many things I have a hard time with, with the spiritual community. Sometimes people are so airy fairy, um, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way, I'm just using that term, but they're so head up in the clouds that as far as tangible, practical actions they're unable to take any of them. Um, and I say that from a position of being that person with my head so far up in the clouds and so far in outer space, but like I wasn't grounded. And it's really interesting because if you look at the uh, Ryder Smith weight card, they have the red boot. So it's really literally saying grounded in the feet, head is up in the clouds, um, which is a good place to be because then you're connected to kind of all of the good things and you can pull that knowledge down or really filter it through um, what's practical and not put yourself out there in a way that could um, not, not only put you at risk, but put other people at risk or hurt other people. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a really good description. I like that. Um, I think like the, just to add to it, um, with the coming into power and the potential, I think that it's, if the page of swords has learned all of the lessons and of the ace through 10 and, and let their stories go and they're ready for something new, it's very, it can be really scary. Like let's say for you and I, you have published a book of poetry. I have, I published my like, little mini philosophical writings and um the tarot deck it's hard to put your stuff out there because we don't want to come off as that we're coming from an ego place but we just want to share so, i mean i wanted to be very egoic in my book <laughs> ross wants to come from a very egoic place <laughs> i don't know why i'm being so difficult today <laughs> that's okay you're totally allowed um but no, I agree with you. Yeah, it's doing it more so just to share um, things that we've been through in our lives with other people and hope that people can relate to it and identify with it in some way to inspire them to kind of 
find whatever their own version of that is for themselves. And it kind of goes into, I believe it was a conversation we had last week talking about like creativity inspires creativity or, or something like that. Um, I think that is super important. That's one of the main catalysts behind this podcast or anything that I've done really is to uh, be a path maker for other people. And cause it's super fun now. Um, one, one thing too, that I want to throw out there um, since we're talking about that, when I started doing all of this, like almost three years ago, it was incredibly uncomfortable, but like going through this whole process, it's something that I'm incredibly grateful for in the sense that like, I've gotten so comfortable with myself and with kind of expressing my thoughts. It, like I was the page of swords when I started that <laughs> in lots of ways. And it's cool now to um, see how it's helped a lot of other people. Cause I've, I've had people reach out to me and how it's allowed me to uh, foster friendships with people and how that's impacted their lives positively. So it's uh, if you're having like this page of swords moment, you gotta be the page of pentacles and br bring it into reality. Definitely. I thank you for sharing that. That that's wonderful. Um, the pages are great cards. Um, if you're going through some kind of shift, you can always kind of put them up on your altar and ask them, ask them for their wisdom that hmm. what it is that you might be afraid to share and how to work through that. Meditate on that wisdom. I like that. Um, one of the things that I have a question about before we move on to the other cards is looking at the uh, Ryder Smith weight deck, almost all of the page cards, you could even say that the page of cups in some degree does, they have mountains in it. Would you say that the mountains are representative of the previous cards to kind of get to where they're at now? Kind of like that hurdle to overcome the, the gaining of knowledge or wisdom through experience. That is very interesting that that is the way that you would interpret it. And I like that. I would have looked at them and saw that as the fear of what's coming in the future. Hmm. Because a lot of times we don't give ourselves credit for the things that we've overcome in the past. Instead, we're just looking at how difficult things are going to be in the future if we make a change. Yeah, that makes sense seeing it that way. Um really look at it both ways it could be the hurdles you've overcome in the past or the agreement that you've made to step into something bigger and knowing full well that you're gonna have to climb some mountains but you're all the better for it yeah just a real quick personal story when i was uh younger my uh stepmom's mom she would read uh turkish coffee as like a, a way of divination and one of the things that uh, she told me when I was like 12 or 13 was she saw that I had a major mountain to climb in my life. And it's interesting 20 years later, reflecting back on that in some capacity of like seeing what I have overcame. And if my life's harder than what I've already had to overcome, I don't know how the fuck I'll get through it. But like, I think that everything should be pretty easy going forward, given everything I've been through. But it's really um, interesting in some regard to reflect back on that, A, because of how correct she was and then be seeing how divinations become a part of my own life but then also understanding that how i see divination is a lot different than how i perceived it then like a lot of that is just understanding people and understanding 
like pattern recognition and all of that and being able to pick up on people. And it's not to diminish the gift or capacity of it because not everybody has it, but it's like so tangible and um, practical when you really think about it. Let me ask you this, like, and then we'll move on. Um, have you found that a lot of gifts um, that you may have in regards to like divination or stuff like that, a lot of it's very grounded and logical like i guess it makes sense for the the earth double earth or the earth uh proliferating through all of these but do you find them to be very logical and tangible that maybe people over mystify because they don't understand it that is definitely that makes a lot of sense it's it's hard because it's hard to answer that because i've always been an artist and I've always been really in tune um, to other people. And that's always been something that is like breathing for me. Mm -hmm. I've never thought about what if I couldn't draw? And I've never thought about what if I couldn't tell you how you're feeling and make you feel better about it. It just, mm -hmm. It was more of giving, like, I see myself as the page of, it was more of me giving myself permission to share the easiest parts of myself that other people don't understand. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I get from what you're saying, though, is, yeah, it is really tangible. It's just you, you're like, it's so natural to you that you don't even see it as anything else. Like, and that's that super special to me because I look at somebody who can read code and make apps and do technological things as like mind blowing for me because I, that is not my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the super interesting things about all of this kind of stuff though, is really understanding that um, for me, finding out that I had these gifts and then understanding that really they're kind of, I'm not going to say that they're not special because everybody has their special gifts, but they're very tangible and, and realistic. And um, I, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this right. And then <laughs> we can move on. I guess really finding out that a lot of the gifts that I was searching for, I already had, and they were inherent in my, in my character and they weren't what I thought they were because I over mystified them. But in reality, the simplicity of them doesn't make them any less amazing. Yes, that is, a good, that is a good way of putting it. Okay, uh, which hopefully one do you want to move? What's up? I was just gonna say, hopefully we haven't confused um, our listeners, and maybe maybe they they feel similarly to us. I think um, a lot of the gifts that the pages are talking about are gifts that aren't perceived to be special by society because maybe they're not something that's monetized. Hmm. We're taught that if what we can do inherently can't be monetized, then it's not worth fostering or sharing. I think that's a really good way to, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I also like how you talk about like it kind of being, overlooked but to still work at it i guess is like really what i get from what you said um i like that 
which page do you want to move on to next? Um, do you want to do page of wands? Yeah. I love the page of wands. Um, here's the moon void tarot. I really like it. Thank you. Our wands are not only in the form of an actual, like a branch, a wand, but it's a bunch of different like paintbrushes and pens and items you would use to, to create with. And then you also have like fire, there are candles. Hmm. I think that's a really interesting interpretation. Um, I, I'm curious to see how that relates to your own story. And I'll add a, a quick sidebar. I don't want to ramble on too long personally, but what's your uh, experience with all of that? So the page of wands feels all of this creative energy within them mm -hmm. but sometimes they don't really know how to proceed with it because anybody who's felt excitement and momentum knows that it's kind of like a wave if you're like surfing it's like it's waiting for the right wave while not letting everything pass you by but it's also about burnout Hmm. So the, you know, the, the page of wands is kind of like, I want to create something meaningful and I want to do something important, but what is my, what's my method of getting it out? Mm -hmm. And how do I do it without burning myself out? Yeah, I like that. Oops, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say. And sometimes the important thing is you just have to start. Mm -hmm. I agree with that 100%. Um, people have asked me before how to do a podcast and I tell them to start doing it. Like that's the best advice you can give anybody on anything. Like you can learn strategy as you go, but just starting is the most important thing because then you build up momentum and kind of build up confidence in yourself. And page of Wands is probably my favorite of all the pages um, just because it is the create creative element although i've never been to burning man it makes me think of burning man because there's like like open desert in that kind of space but there's also like those pyramids or mountains and for me like understanding that anything that you created is built upon the same principle of the period aliens no um it's built built, built upon slowly like developing things over a period of time and it's laid one brick at a time and it's very procedural um but just showing up and kind of starting by laying that first brick is super important and then relating it to your card um, it's really cool to see kind of the candles and the paintbrush and the paper and all that stuff because personally for me that's one way that i began to create a new life for myself was doing candle rituals was doing a lot of painting as a way of processing everything before i could find the appropriate words was a lot of um other avenues and stuff like that and creative healing is something that i think is accessible to anybody and it's one of the best ways you can begin to show yourself some compassion and love because the biggest barrier to creativity that people face is first off what they think about it and what they think other people will think about it but when you can begin to just allow yourself to create with shutting off that internal um, critic it makes such a difference for 
you because for me like learning to um change my self-talk like understanding how much i i beat myself up with self-talk was one of the uh major catalysts and that's tying back into um my hermit story that's one of the other things that i realized is how much of that self-talk is still somewhat pervasive and needs re-tinkered but then it goes into the ability of creating yourself which is also expressed in the page of wands and some in, in my belief structure at least and like our life is our greatest form of art that we will ever create so understanding that you have the potential to create a different way of viewing everything and a different way of living of being as long as you're willing to um wipe the slate clean let go of that story like we've kind of talked about and just create something new and tying it to the page of wands too it's about like the shifting sands of everything and just kind of letting the sand overtake it and building something new on top of it um like that's what i get from it i like that a lot thank you you're welcome that'll be five dollars you got it i will venmo you <laughs> Um, is there anything else that you want to add to the Page of Wands? So, yes. With Page of Wands, kind of how you were talking, um, I read a lot of books about creativity. And people think that if you have a natural ability, then that natural ability just carries you. But hmm. I do a lot of study about creativity. And it makes me so sad when people say to me, I wish I was creative. Like humans are inherently, every one of us are inherently creative. Mm -hmm. and part of having a balance, back to justice, having a balanced, harmonious life is indulging in activities that stimulate your creative mind. And that's what energizes you instead of draining, instead of what drains you mm -hmm. um, and I wish when when this card comes up sometimes I ask people what are your what are your creative outlets and what is your belief around creativity hmm. and that goes back into what you were saying about that self-talk and the way that we judge ourselves and our capacity to make something because we're looking at it as a complete picture of something that we don't think we can do. Mm -hmm. That is the antithesis of being creative. Being creative can is doing something that takes you out of your thinking mind. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that uh, definition of creativity. I think that's super, super cool. Yeah, humans are inherently creative. We talk ourselves out of it. And it's funny because people will say they wish they could be creative, but then they don't look at all the things that they're creating in their life that they dislike and they blame it on everybody else. And it's like, no, dude, you're creating that for yourself. Um, you're just uh, perverting <laughs> your own creative ability for what you don't want by not channeling it into what you do want and by not like expressing yourself through that way, um, which is a whole different talking point. Um, but like, I really, uh, I really like how you express that. Um, I had another thought, but it's not showing up. Oh, I guess the other thing I'll say on this real quick is the dude has on orange pants or I perceive it as a dude and orange is sacral chakra, which is creativity and sexual energy. And it's, uh, I'm curious about your opinion on this, I guess. 
and that would be, do you think that the over-sexualization of our culture right now is a perversion of that creativity and could potentially be part of the reason why people don't utilize their creativity in constructive ways? Because it's uh, unbalanced or like kind of the opposite end of the justice spectrum with everything with their, with their creative energy. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, and I don't want to get on a, a soapbox of my own personal beliefs because everybody's sexual energy and their beliefs about their own personal sexuality is completely their own and nobody's right or wrong. Um, I just think that personally, because the sacral chakra is completely tied to our creativity and our sexuality, there is, if you're, there are, I think there are ways of using it and abusing it and wasting it. Hmm. I think that people are very, can, can be very, can have a lot of misuse. I'm trying to say, I'm trying, I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> I'm a Libra rising. We don't want to offend anybody ever, but um, when you objectify sexuality and and waste that like really wonderful energy then you're kind of throwing you're throwing your creativity away in a sense um mm -hmm. also i look at i look at uh, sexuality as a sacred experience that mm -hmm. i don't want to have with anybody that isn't gonna look at me like the goddess i am and mm -hmm. have treat anybody else that way you know I think that when you obviously like there's there's a million schools of thought but I think that people numb out on like how we were saying that when you're creating something you're getting out of your thinking mind Whereas instead of being creative, people get out of their thinking mind by wasting their own time watching television. Mm -hmm. And they think that because they're watching something that's taking them out of their mind, that that's relaxing, but they don't understand that the information that they're taking in is very damaging. Mm -hmm. um, the same way as wasting your sexual energy on people is very damaging. Absolutely. I like how you brought up the TV thing. I don't know if, if we've ever talked about it before, but um, the word entertainment, the etymology of it means to contain within. And when you look at a lot of stuff that's out there in mainstream television or even on Netflix, I wouldn't want to contain a lot of that stuff within. And that was like a big realization for me when I had my first psychotic break. I had already not been watching TV, but it made me more cautious of even YouTube things I watched this, that, or the other. But yeah, uh, a lot of people, I, I know that I was there for a long time, wasted a lot of, waste a lot of energy and unfulfilling sexual relationships or sexual conquest and it, attempting to try to create meaning in their life. And it really just creates more of a vacuum because it is that whole justice um, element playing out again, really. Yeah. Um...
Yeah, that's, I mean, it's uncomfortable, but I guess it is kind of the perversion of the creative principle. So it's important to talk about it, <laughs> but it, it did take one of my favorite cards and made it on, on, went on the darker side of it, which I guess is good. Sometimes being uncomfortable is a good thing. Definitely. I think that, I think that I just, my wish for humanity is, is that they would realize that all of the ways that they waste their own potential, all of the ways that they numb themselves from real experience and all of the ways that they could be living a much more fulfilling life mm -hmm. by just shifting ever so slightly. And like the thing, like television and like song, like, mainstream music is when you listen to that stuff that stuff is what's programming your subconscious you know mm -hmm. like songs that get stuck in your head and it goes over and over again and you don't even think about what the lyrics are it just plays and plays and plays like that's like you're, that's what you're feeding your brain like think about like if you only ate mcdonald's like what your body would look like and your skin yeah that's a really good point. Um, I'm, I'm fond of this idea that we kind of brainwash ourselves. And I don't think that a lot of people recognize that a lot of people want to go into these conspiracy theories. But the reality is we're the ones that program ourselves with all of this crap. Um, because it's easier. And then we want to, I'll say this, and then I'll kind of get off my soapbox on everything. Um, you had mentioned that people will say that they wish that they could be creative. But like a lot of people will be jealous of other people for going the more difficult route and they don't see all of the work that goes into actually getting there or all the study and passion that's associated with it. And it's not that anybody who pursues that study or passion is any different from everybody else. They've literally just made different choices in how they choose to invest their creative energy and time. Um, and it goes into what you said, that little shift, that little shift is shutting off the TV and it's like, that one inch shift at sea for a ship will be the difference of thousands of miles of where they end up at the harbor in the long run. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at with, with all of that without being on my soapbox for too long. No, I mean, um, those are just our opinions and how, where we're at on our journey in order for you and I, to serve the collective in the way that our souls agreed to come into this human body in order to tap into the purpose. And the purpose is something bigger than filling our own pockets. Mm -hmm. That those are the things that we choose to engage with that make, make it easier for us. It may not be right for other people, but that's just two people's perspective. Everybody else is welcome to agree or disagree. We respect everybody's opinions and life choices. It's just, this is our path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably a good thing to put out there. I was going to say, if you don't agree with me, you can kiss my ass. Um, but I, I, like, I think that your way is probably the truer expression <laughs> of what I meant to say. <laughs> um, I wish I could be that person that's just like, well, fuck you, this is it. But I'm just, 
I don't know if it's all the Libra planets in my chart. I'm like a Libra dominant where I'm like, no, no, no. Let's not like rock the boat. Let's, I have very, very strong opinions and things, but let's, let's make space for everybody. Yeah, my main thing is I'm cool with everybody else having their opinion as long as I can have mine. Um, But yeah, I actually agree with what you're saying and how you said it. I'm just trying to be difficult. For whatever reason, I'm I'm wearing my sassy pants today. You are definitely wearing your sassy pants. Um, (laughs) But you know what? You're committed to it and you're showing up in your sass. And that is a perfect segue into the Page of Cups. They do have sassy pants on the Ryder Smith they are weight. Totally one. wearing their sassy pants. <laughs> Let's get into your card. <laughs> Let's get into your card. I'm sorry. Okay, so my my page my uh, my page of cups is swimming. It's kind of like a book floating along in the water, and the water's filled with flowers. Hmm. I've always learned the page of cups to be really comfortable in your own weirdness. That's my card, then that's my spirit card. Yeah, like let your freak flag fly. <laughs> I like it. Um, I really like how you've done your pages where you like have this, like the uh, elemental symbols on all of the cards. So if people are familiar with the symbols, it's a, a good like benchmark for what energies are represented in it. I think that's a really good approach. Yeah, thank you. I really wanted the the importance of the double elements to be represented and each there's an open there's an open book on each of the page cards to remind people if they get confused that the page is about a fresh perspective a new idea trying something um also i want to touch on the other thing that we didn't discuss about the pages how traditionally they were looked at as children hmm. young people that's kind of always i've always perceived them too youthful um but it's more so of like a youthfulness of mind correct or no sorry for interrupting you no no you're good so definitely the youthfulness of mind and that like beginners excitement and enthusiasm but another like just deep deeper psychological spin when these cards come up, especially if they come up reversed, then it always speaks to me more of an inner child healing. Hmm. So maybe the inner child is in the page of swords is a healing of the past of your thoughts and your patterning in your mind. Um, And the page of pentacles would be an inner child healing around your, um, self-worth and your relationship to the material world. Again, we went on pretty heavy on the page of wands about kind of healing your relationship to your potential of creativity and what you can, what actions to take in the world. Mm -hmm. And, and the page of cups is really like your, your deep inner child feelings and really like, talk talk to your inner child and comfort them and tell them like that when you when you're afraid and you're scared and acting irrational you're acting from a place of inner child wounding 
And it's mm-hmm. maybe time for you to have a little time out with, you know, tell little Stephanie, like, hey, I see you. I know you're afraid, but um, I'm grown up Stephanie and I have all the tools to take care of us. I really like that you highlighted that. It goes back into the thing of all of us have experienced trauma in some degree. All of that trauma is inner child uh, wounding. We all need healing unless we've worked on it. And then some of us need varying, all of us need varying uh, degrees of it to some extent in my belief structure. Um, so it's something that you, everybody should try to focus on if, if capable. Um, and I really like how you kind of said to just let yourself know that you're showing up for yourself now. Um, I think that's super important. Thank you. I think that the Moon Void Tarot is, it's modern, it's a modern tarot deck in the sense that it's, it's a shadow deck. That's why it's black and white. It's a, it's, it's a deck that's really designed for doing deep healing and working through trauma and your shadow. Mm. And it's, the, the images are very simple because they're really there to try to like spark what's inside of you to come out in a safe way Hmm. where the images aren't meant to scare you or inflict any kind of fear. They're like, they're kind of cartoonish. And then especially with your inner child work, I think you need simplistic imagery and simplistic language to make that or help that child understand. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah, it really is more simple concepts that are going to heal those wounds than a lot of uh, intellectual jargon and um, philosophical circle jerking. It really is just kind of like showing up for yourself and saying it'll be okay. Uh, You're loved, you're supported, you're capable. It's like a really short um, affirmations you have to tell yourself more so than anything. In my experience. Same. I agree. Same Um, in my experience. I like too how you mentioned that, uh, the Moon Void Terra is a shadow deck because again, one of my major caveats or one of my major issues rather against the new age uh, community is it's all love, light and positivity. And I think that those are, are good things to some extent, but they can be damaging and it also uh, overlooks the need to really go into where all the healing is. And I think that that needs to have more, more compassion towards it, um, which I think that you do a good job with your deck now that I understand that it is more shadow oriented. Um, I think you do a good job of bringing respect to it and also compassion and positivity, but not um, not overlooking the importance of doing that kind of unpleasant work. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, like on the, on the Page of Cups, like the water is black, it's not clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things a lot of this is a more philosophical circle jerking on my own end. But um, one of the things about not doing the inner child work is things are very murky and you can't see things very clearly um, if you haven't done that type of work, because then all of your experiences are filtered through wounds. um, And that can make lots of situations more difficult than they need to be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So getting into the uh, Smith weight one, I have a question for you, and I'm curious about what your opinion of it is. Uh, to, to quote Jerry Seinfeld, so what's the deal with the fish? I don't know that he ever said what's the deal with the fish. I just wanted to say, so what's the deal? Um, 
I feel like the fish is there to represent I don't know exactly like what it's there to represent, but it it doesn't look like it belongs. Would it be like Pisces? Because Pisces are supposed to be really emotional. I mean, it, it could be Pisces. I mean, the Pisces is, I haven't known Pisces to be associated with that card. Usually the, actually the king of cups is Pisces and uh, the moon card is Pisces. Hmm. I'm Pisces, so it's interesting to hear the moon card. Oh, I, I like can't it. wait till we get to the moon card. That's and unpack that. All of uh, that wisdom. Um, I think that the fish doesn't necessarily belong in the cup. And the page of cups is about accepting your own weirdness and feeling like you're the fish that doesn't belong in the cup. But they okay. don't have the right to be there. Yeah, right. The fish is like, this is my cup, dude. Yeah. Or I maybe like your... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was gonna say. I was imagining that page of cups like being playful and experimental and saying, you know what? I have a cup and there's a body of water next to me. I'm just gonna like scoop it in and see what comes up, and I got this fish. Okay. Um, I heard it in kind of, you know, that SNL song, it's my dick in a box. I heard it's my fish in a cup in my head, like to that song. Exactly. <laughs> Which is me being my own page of cups energy showing up. Um, I have one more question for you. And then uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over the page of cups. <laughs> so the flowers on your deck, is that to represent kind of the flowers on the other on the page of cups in the, in the uh, Smith Rider weight, or is it just a cool synchronicity? Um, it's a cool synchronicity. I put flowers on mine because part of honoring the inner child and my own personal journey with this and accepting myself, I try to I guess when I was learning about like what I, I left a, like everybody, everybody that I now knows, like I'm healing from a 14 year relationship that did not, that I felt very blind in, that it wasn't working out, mm -hmm. but I kept trying to make it work and it just never honored my truth. Um, and so part of that healing process was instead of being angry at myself for picking somebody that looked good on paper, but I didn't ever connect with emotionally or intellectually in the way that really would speak to my soul. I decided that I could never be with somebody again if I didn't learn how to be my own partner hmm. and treat myself the way I want to be treated in a relationship. And part of that was, really cheesy I, I bought myself flowers every week oh that's not and, cheesy and then I would use the flowers after like towards the end of the week when they were starting to turn a little bit I would either dry them out and use them with essential oils in some type of ritual work or I would like put them in the bath and make like special like magic baths hmm. 
but that was like a whole part of like my accepting of who I am, what I want. And yeah, I really like that. I think that that's, it's important to find those things that are meaningful to you and uh, honor them. And it's definitely not cheesy if it's meaningful to you. Um, so don't sell yourself short on that. One of the things that I want to say about Page of Cups too, if it's really about the beginner mind and potential, this is kind of letting go of your own way of maybe exploring your emotions and understanding you can look at them another way. And for me, that's been a big part of where I'm at now in the sense that like emotions aren't problems to be solved. There's something to be experienced to use as like a emotional GPS or whatever to see like what's good, like what I need to work through, what I don't, where I'm at with certain things. And it's more so like that's what we're here to do in some regard is to show them up and to work through stuff. And instead of saying, how do I get this to end? It's kind of like, why is this coming up and changing that conversation um, makes a big difference in some regard. And then also understanding that why this coming up could just be, I feel this way. There is no underlying thing before it or, under, or underneath it. And I just have to honor that I feel this way and not beat myself up for having a human experience while I'm a human. <laughs> yes. Yes. A thousand times. I could not agree with that more. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add before we do the bullet points for everything? I think we really talked this one to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so Real quick, justice is kind of about finding that balance, finding that center point, and anything else you want to add to that? Uh, uh, we talked about balance and harmony and the universe making things right even when you don't feel like you can see it yet. Mm -hmm. It's being worked out. Okay, I like it. Page of Pentacles real quick. Um, so yeah, we said all the pages are earth plus their suit. So page of pentacles is earth of earth. Um, it's about potential and coming into your power and learning how to plant seeds of growth in a new way. Mm -hmm. Page of swords. Page of swords is uh, being grounded in your thought process and your ideas and despite being fear speaking up anyway okay and page of wall oops sorry sorry i was gonna say also like thinking outside the box or a fresh perspective hmm. page of wands is just kind of um the ability to create being in harmony with that and all of that right the potential to create yes um anything else you want to add to that <laughs> Okay. I think I'm done with that card. Yeah, that's where I'm at. My mind's kind of fried because we had such a deep conversation. Oh no, I'm like, I need a snack. <laughs> um, we'll get little Stephanie a snack as soon as we get off here and you can get back to your regular life. <laughs> and we're going to honor um, little Stephanie with the page of cups and understand that like right now for Stephanie's emotions, that's what she needs to do. Uh, no, page of cups is really about just kind of understanding that you can have a new approach to your emotions that there's a different way to see things honoring your emotions being present and kind of um allowing letting your freak flag fly as stephanie had said 
Yes. Um, yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I really feel like I took us into a lot of places that weren't on, on schedule, but hopefully a lot of people got something from it. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to also say you can reach out to Stephanie and myself via Instagram. Um, all that information will be in the show notes. You can buy her tarot deck at moonvoidtarot.com or on Etsy. You can find it under Moonvoid Tarot. Um, and yeah, listen to more episodes, reach out, talk to us, ask us questions, leave us a review on the podcast if you would. And uh, Stephanie, thank you so much. I'm not going to throw you under the bus this time and give you the last word. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening. If you love this show, one kind review goes a long way. If you have a question or comment you'd like read on air, please send your email to staff at spiritualphoenixstudios.com or use the link in the show notes.